Hi, David. Can hello, you hear me? Hello. I can hear just great. I'm actually oh. just. Hang on. <laughs> and I need to just check and see which my audio input is. Okay, got the snowball mic. All right, we're all set. We're set. I'm good at my end. Okay, I'm good at my end too. I'd forgotten to stuck my earbud to stick my earbuds in my end. <laughs> Hi everyone. This is Sue Painter with a Confident Marketer. You can find my website at www.confidentmarketer.com. I offer all kinds of help with building your business from a growth strategy perspective and also from knowing about the tools that you need to run your business online effectively. And today I am so extremely excited to talk to my buddy David Bear about all things Facebook. I consider David to have really come up and taught himself how to be a ninja in the Facebook world. He's going to talk and I know that there's a lot of people here, David, who want to do their Facebook ads themselves. They don't want to pay somebody else to do it, but they kind of get into that editor or even even worse into the power editor and they just like their eyes glaze over and they get lost. Yep. So I thought we might start by just letting you hold forth a little bit about if you're a person who has either tried Facebook advertising or you want to do it, but you're scared to jump in, like kind of jumping off that high dive, what is your best suggestion about what should a person do like first, second, third? And then maybe we'll go from there. And we also are happy to take questions from the audience as well. So if I'm handing it over to you. What's a good okay. thing to get started, David? <laughs> sure. Without so confusion. Without confusion, because people just get so yeah. confused about Facebook all the time. Yeah. And I've been there too. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I actually just got off a call where uh, I was discussing this very fact that we're all um, sitting here as maybe business owners, um, consumers of all of this. We're watching what other people are doing uh, on Facebook and and tr and then we're inundated with marketing to say, hey, we can teach you how to do this stuff too. And so, you know, I'm probably uh, along with everybody else out there looking for those strategies from those those uh those you know facebook marketing gurus out there who have the next big trick right and mm -hmm. so it's not only that you get in behind the scenes and you try to put your your ads together and you're overwhelmed by the platform but then you're also getting all of these um, mixed messages from different, you know, experts out there telling you, "Oh, this is the formula you need to follow. You need to be doing, you know, this type of ad. You need." And so it really um, uh, just adds to the confusion. So um, I think you know this is something that I think you probably Sue would subscribe to um, in marketing in general, which is first you got to figure out two things: what your goals are in any of the marketing that you're doing. So where do you want to take that? So the action that you're taking in the first place, where do you want to lead people? And the second thing is to have a very clear understanding of that audience. Because if you don't understand that audience, you don't understand who they are in very specific ways, you don't understand what their needs, wants, and desires are, you can't leverage what Facebook gives us the opportunity to do very effectively. You can't target them well and you can't put the right message in front of them. So I think those are probably the two things that I would yeah. say need to be sorted out before you even get into the the mechanics of the ads. I'm rubbing my hands with delight because you know you and I have talked a little about a little bit about this before I know when we saw each other in Atlanta at NAMS. Yeah. Um, 
one of the questions that I get from my clients all the time is, well, I need to build lists and I want to use Facebook advertising to build lists. So that's usually the thing that I hear right out of the gate. But the issue that I see so many people doing um, in their business and, you know, if they're using a Facebook ad or actually anything else they're using to build lists is that if you are going to have an, some kind of an ad to try to get people to opt into an offer, whether it's a webinar or whatever, first of all, you've got to really clearly define who those people are because Facebook allows you this magnificent opportunity to hone down demographically and interest wise and geographical, anything you can make of language, anything you can think of really. But you also have to, as David has just said, you've got to have this vision in your head of where do you want to take them after the opt-in? So I have had clients before who've had a list that they've worked hard and maybe they've grown it to 10,000 people. But after that person opted in and got that first gift, they never reached out and touched that person in any other way. So then of course, pretty soon that list got cold. So I agree with you. If you're going to use Facebook advertising, you've got to know who you want to really who you want to define it for and where do you want them to go after you've used Facebook to get that opt-in? Mm -hmm. And my pet peeve in all the world is, well, I serve women entrepreneurs. Well, <laughs> you need to narrow it down a little bit. So do you want to talk a little bit about maybe what Facebook allows you to do in honing into the right target market? Because there sure. are some wonderful tools. Yeah. So I think that, I think that most people know, although I continue to uh, be surprised by people who I meet and say, you know, I, I tried Facebook ads, but it, but they don't work. Uh, you know, I tried to advertise my, um, uh, my massage therapy to, uh, to, to the local area here and it went all over the world. Facebook ads are terrible. So yes. clearly there are still people who don't understand that you can target geographically and you can look at very specific demographics. Um, that's the beginning of the process. But when you really get to know that individual that you're targeting, that uh, in ways that as, as, as a marketing trainer, Sue, you probably talk about um, that, that avatar um, yeah. that, very specific range of um, uh, demographic, psycho psychographic, and behavioral attributes of that person. So let's paint the picture of that woman entrepreneur well beyond, you know, what, what age, what education, um, what are her interests, uh, what magazines is she reading, what authors is she following, what movies does she go see, does she have a family? And the more specific we get about that kind of stuff, the more we can actually speak to that person in not just in our, our Facebook ads, but in all of our communications. So all those emails that you should be following up with that we want to make yeah. sure um, are well written and, ver and very um, uh, personalized and personable. You want to be, you know, so this is just an extension of all of the other things that we talk about in marketing in general. Yeah. And I try to extract that from the clients I'm working with in my business when we're trying to figure out who that avatar is by asking those detailed questions. And then instead of targeting an ad based on the general stuff that seems pretty obvious uh, to most of us, we then look at things like, you know, authors they read and, and all of those other things that I mentioned earlier that you can pile on top of um, the targeting. And yeah. 
what happens is whatever you've learned about Facebook advertising six months ago, it's so old news because Facebook keeps releasing new, better um, capabilities in their in their targeting, uh, as well as in the the navigation and um, user interface of the back end. That, to one ex some extent, it's easier, but of course. It's always changing. And so if you were in there six months ago and didn't know what you were doing, and then you come back and it looks totally unfamiliar, it probably um, ma makes it makes it a bit more confusing. But the fact is that um, as somebody who's been watching the Facebook ad platform um, probably now, I think it's uh, since 2009, so I'm, I'm trying to do my math quickly in my head and that's not... Yeah. Um, I have seen so many advances in that platform that yeah. it is so powerful um, and and much, much, much more user-friendly than it's ever been. Yeah, I was just talking to Marnie Marcus, whom you might also know from NAMS, David, yesterday when we were doing our peep show. And she, we, she and I both work in the power editor a lot within Facebook. And she was like, every time I log in, it looks a little bit different than it did the day before. And it does seem like it changes an awful lot. So if a person was going to, let's say, let me give you an example. And maybe what we can do, I always want to try to make sure these labs are really useful to people. So maybe we'll take a tiny little example and try to build it. And maybe that will give people ideas for what they could do for their own situation. Would that be okay with you? Yeah, please. Okay, so one of the clients I've had in the past a little while has been um, a very talented interior designer who does very high-end interior design and concept pieces where she charges several thousands of dollars to conceptualize everything from soup to nuts about one room in a person's house, all custom everything. And she has been, you know, that's a pretty high-end high market. And to me, because it is high-end, probably she needs to stay within her geographical area because when people are spending, you know, 2,500 for a design concept and then maybe twenty twenty-five thousand dollars for one room, then people are probably going to say, you know, have your face, want to see your face. So in your opinion, if she came to you and said, I want to, I want to do Facebook advertising to try to troll for these kind of people, would that even be an effective use of Facebook? Because see, I've wondered that myself for her actually. Yeah. So the thing is that on social media in general uh -huh. uh, and with Facebook ads, it's the same thing. It's social. It's not a place that people are going to buy stuff. And so yeah. what she needs to really focus on is, okay, well, how do I get their attention and engage them and right. excite them about what it is that I have to offer without putting a sales pitch in front of them? Exactly. And so the process that I probably would follow is, all right, well, what, what is the, um, uh, the, what sort of position, what sort of mindset is that <coughs> prospective um, uh, client in at the yeah. point that they are looking for somebody like this? And right. that's what she needs to dangle out there in front of them. So whether it's, right. um, you know, a, a video or a blog post that is saying, you know, how to enter into the process of working with somebody like this. And that's what you advertise, yeah. right? So on the front end, you're really dragging people, dragging, you're really pulling people in to Not your dragging, world. pulling, pulling, pulling. <laughs> um, but by simply offering them the thing that is the most likely um, step before you even start talking to them about 
providing your service or or the solution that you have. And so that's, that's, I think, um, a place that a lot of people get tripped up on advertising in the first place. So how do you, how do you, um, how do you target that? Is that, is that part of the question or? Well, I, no, what I, mm-hmm. I mean, yes and no. I agree with you that you can't sell that kind of service yeah. directly from a Facebook ad. And her idea was, can I even pull people and just build my visibility using Facebook ad? We know that her clients are, you know, 40 to, to 55 year old women who have a lot of discretionary income, who are very busy, who don't have a lot of time. They're either very high level in their career or they're high level in career and their moms, um, or they're married to a guy who has a very high level career and they're a stay at home mom and they've got the money to spend. They're interested in things like feng shui and green design and things that are, you know, very trendy. So to my mind, she might give away in a Facebook ad, um, something that is, you know, how to do eco-friendly feng shui design in your kid's playroom or something like that, sure. or in an entertaining room and like a checklist or some kind mm-hmm. of an assessment that they might could do to pull people toward her. But on the back end of the Facebook ad, she would really need to target it to people who have, you know, um, income level of probably 200,000 or more per year, certain age group and so forth. Would you agree or would you, would you steer her in a different direction? Those are the thoughts off the top of my head right now. Yeah. So, so I, I would, I would absolutely do, um, that in terms of the targeting, uh, if, if she knows that her, her, um, service or products are going to be at a certain price point. Obviously, you want to categorize people financially as well. Um, and there's several different ways that you can do that. You can, Facebook can give us um, uh, income ranges of people, but you can also um, double qualify somebody by, uh, you know, saying that they need to have a certain um, degree or be in a certain profession. And so that will um, help reinforce that that profile a little bit yeah or um, maybe an educational level you know sure. a certain educational level yeah agreed okay so i mean uh, of course you have to make sure that the things that you're targeting education is is a, is a tricky thing because yeah. um a lot of people may go into academics right so if you have right. if you have a, a phd you may not be as qualified as if you have um uh you know gone to law school business school or medical right. school where where you want to so that's that's a tricky area. You just need to sort of think through the the um, uh, uh, repercussions, the the uh, really the, the larger picture um, in in those yeah. sorts of situations. So yes, now I will I will um, mention something that's changed a little bit in Facebook targeting just in the last three months or so. I think this this happened the end of October, early November, something like this. Um, outs uh, in Facebook when you would start. Uh, um, adding all of these various interests and layering um, interests into um, into your ideal uh, target audience, it was always um, an or statement. So you would list all of these things. You would say, you know, um, uh, lives here and 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 is interested in um, uh, architectural digest and in green living, or excuse me, or in green living or in this, and only recently. Think back in November, Facebook in the power editor started allowing you to put those interests together in with an and statement, and, right? Right. Uh-huh. And and that is something that I think very few 
Facebook advertisers are aware of, right? There's there's very little publicity about this stuff when when they when it changes. And actually, that used to only be in the power editor. As of like I think a week ago, I started seeing the capability in the um, the regular ad create tool. So, mm-hmm. um, the and and it's. It's not a it's not a subtle thing. It's a really important thing because you can paint the image of that um, that avatar for your mm-hmm. ad much much more specifically when you compile the with an and statement. Mm-hmm. They have I to agree. qualify all of those things, and so so that's a, a really important um, uh, distinction. That I think people need to look at as they're as they're figuring out the targeting there. In terms of where I would bring somebody. Um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of ways to attract people into the world and yeah, you know, giving them, um, uh, a, 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 a download or, or a checklist or something is mm-hmm. great. They can, she, she can capture their email address and she can also retarget them, which means that yes. she can track the fact that they've arrived on a particular page on her website and be able to monitor that and then go back with another ad or another series of ads, just like you might do with an email autoresponder. You can mm-hmm. also do this with, um, with Facebook ads. Basically you can, um, follow up with people, not just via email, right. But you can follow up with them based on the activities that they've engaged in or haven't yet engaged in in that process that you're trying to walk them through. And so when you have this goal in mind at the very beginning, understanding those steps, those pieces of the process, you can actually craft a very simple follow-up based on, you know, continuing to, I I keep saying nudge or or push, but, but continuing to pull them, um, you know, along, along through your process. So I, I don't know if I've still addressed the question fully, but yeah, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I <coughs> I agree with you. Uh, first of all, a couple of things I want to say that you may have some response to. Yeah. It used to be that there were a couple of tools out there that would supposedly go into Facebook and let you build those and statements when it was just uh, when when you could only do the or statements. And so I think maybe some of the tools that people used to use are now not going to be needed because Facebook has built that capability in. But that brings the question to me of, you know, people are, there's so many different social media tools out there now and plugins for your website. Are there any particular tools or plugins that you really like to use when you work within Facebook that people might need to go and examine for themselves that are kind of like your favorite go-to things? Mm -hmm. Or do you just go straight into Facebook and do it without any additional plugin or any additional tool that sits kind of on top of it? Sure. I, uh, I have lots of tools I use is the answer, okay. but I think that it's, you know, you and I are surrounded with the all this marketing stuff that we're conti- yeah. continuously exposed to. And maybe we're a little geeky about it and like to play with these toys. Yeah. And, and the fact of the matter is that our clients who are out there who are probably doing this stuff for themselves, um, Adding these additional layers and these additional tools, I think, um, uh, confuse matters for a lot of people. So yeah. there's there's a tool that um, uh, is an external um, Facebook uh, marketing partner company called Ad Espresso that I like quite a bit. And it has the capability of, of doing the and function and was one of the few external tools out there that did. 
and it has probably better analytics than Facebook itself has. That's okay. a great platform to use and um, worth worth looking at. Um, mm -hmm. Outside of the and but it really requires. I mean, I think it's like a, a fifty bucks a month, you know, um, yeah. subscription for for the for their um, intro level. It really requires that this is an area that you're investing a lot in. There's yeah. all these other one-off tools that you know have one little trick that they do, and, and ultimately, I, I try to avoid recommending a lot of them because you know Facebook comes along and um, and finds a solution or, or right. offers the solution after they've tested it internally for for a long enough time. Right. So so the answer is probably not. Okay, yeah. and I, you know, in a way, that's that's probably a smart thing when people are just getting their feet wet because they, they can always go and learn about some of those things if they really start to have enough ad spend and they really start to make it to having this enhance their business such that that $50 a month for some of those tools are worth it for them. One of the things that I see people do is buying tools that the either they don't understand or they don't know how to use. And actually I've been guilty of that myself over the years. I've bought a few things. Yeah. I mean, we both can raise our hands, right? I bought a few things and then I, when I got into it, of course, the sales page looked hunky dory. When I got into it, I was kind of like, well, it's so complicated, you know, not so much. So it's interesting to have you say that. One of the points that I really wanted us to stress today was about retargeting. And I think sometimes people don't even understand what retargeting is and how effective that is, because to me in my world, it's all about retargeting now in terms of Facebook ads. and. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm certainly not the only one who says that. Uh, I was listening to something from Mike Koenigs the other day, and he was talking about retargeting. I've talked about that with a lot of the, and the people that you and I know in the online world. Do you Would you agree with that statement, or how do you look at the whole retargeting? Um, I think that it, retargeting is, is pretty much essential for a, a smart um, yeah. uh, Facebook marketing program because um, the entire idea behind marketing in general and branding in general, but marketing um, is that you need to have your message uh, in front of that audience on a, on a um, repeated basis. I, re I remember um, years ago, I had a job where I sold um, ads for grocery stores on their uh -huh. shopping carts, right? So yeah. the, the, the sales pitch we had was that you want to have um, an exposure, repeat exposure, where people spend time on an ongoing basis, uh, and so you know the people are going to always come back to the same uh, grocery store. Uh, I don't know how many times a week they visit. You know, three times a week on average, somebody visits the grocery store. This is like back every every uh, day. I think. Right? Well, I don't know why we have to go every day, but it seems like we go every day. But so, anyway, so, yeah. So you, so you fold down that little the little child seat, and you see the ad for the the insurance broker or the realtor. Um, and you, and that's the person who, um, because of that repeat exposure is, is the top of mind when you need that yeah. service. And so, yeah. and I, I, you know, I did this back when I was selling theater tickets and, and, and working as an arts presenter as well, repeat exposure. We needed to have, you know, multiple, um, yeah. uh, exposures to our message before somebody would call the box office and buy tickets. And so that's one piece of the retargeting puzzle that's essential. But yeah. the other piece is what I was referring to earlier, which is that when somebody drops off in the process, yeah. you can yeah. pick up that conversation and continue it along. And ultimately, the return on investment on the ads um, exponentially increases because you're, it's, it's like um, uh, a shopping cart on a, you know, on a website. If they abandon the shopping cart, there are 
tools that uh, lots of you know e-commerce sites have that will send them an email saying, oops, did you forget something? That's what you're doing in in um, in retargeting to some extent. And there's yeah. obviously variations on this and lots of very clever ways to, to use it. Yeah, okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. We have a question from the audience, so let me read that and see what, we, we'll take a stab at answering it. Thank you, Charlotte, for asking. She says, what Facebook ads experience capabilities should we look for when evaluating consultants? And I'm assuming she means then that she wants not to Actually, do Facebook I'm, I'm ads thinking, herself. I'm thinking Charlotte is actually where Thomas Clark is located. So um, that's my guess. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, I think that's his name. Anyway, okay. sorry, sorry to interrupt. There. Yeah, that's okay. So in terms of evaluating. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I see. It is Thomas. <laughs> so sorry. It is where you're located. I get you. It's your Twitter thing. Sorry yeah. about that. I was reading the wrong column here. Yep. Um, I, you know, I, I haven't um, ever really thought about the, the things that I'm because I'm never looking for a consultant and I'm ultimately not a, uh, a service provider consultant. Um, I'm, I'm more a trainer. But the things that I think are, are important is making sure that they're um, up to date and savvy when it comes to um, you know, cur current uh, capabilities of, of a platform. And and that, you know, that's something that's kind <laughs> of um, uh, tricky to know you know, yeah. go in and quiz them, except to just simply ask them, you know, what, what are some of the, um, the, the, the newest uh, innovations that make the most sense? And then the type of question that you just asked me, Sue, about, um, you know, a particular situation and, you know, are there um, different recommendations you might have and what are the benefits of the different approaches? And I think having um, a comfort level with the authority with which they return their answer um, I think yeah. it's gonna is gonna really help uh, uh, identify whether they know their stuff or whether they just have a template that they follow on everything, which is which is often what I what I find with with consultants on, on in certain areas. And that's another thing that I would say in evaluating a consultant is try to find somebody who, first of all, has been doing it a while, and second of and has some results to show for maybe some other clients. But second of all, try to find somebody who has been doing doing um, this work in a related field, if not the same field as you yourself are in. So if you're a small business owner and they've been doing Facebook ads for Coca-Cola, they may not be a good match for you because for one thing, they're probably expecting a much larger budget that you're gonna have as a small business owner. So try to see if there's a light match. One of my clients does um, done for you Facebook advertising, especially in med spa and dental mm -hmm. space and she really knows that space so you're getting the benefit of her experience and she's going to be faster and quicker if that's the space that you're in now before we so thomas i'm sorry i got your name wrong earlier but thomas i hope that is helpful for you and david it's my understanding that you're actually crafting a book about facebook now and i want you to have the chance to talk a little bit about the training you offer and the book you're doing so sure. tell us a little bit about that too and then okay. we'll go back and see if there are other questions to answer yeah, indeed um i i, I would um say that what you just talked about in terms of being very specific is what i had to learn the hard way so my background uh is in marketing i've been i've been marketing for uh almost 22 years now uh first in the performing arts world then i was uh um, running wine import uh, marketing programs and then uh, several years ago i went out on my own and and i started trying to work with wineries i've been uh doing online stuff since 1996 uh starting back you know with email marketing campaigns to to try to sell um classical music and theater tickets and so i i I've been around this world, 
But as soon as I launched out as a consultant and I'm, I'm here in, in wine country in the Pacific Northwest, and I thought, yeah. well, this will be great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out to all those wineries and I'm going to build up a business. And yeah. it just fell flat. And then I said, okay, well, who else can I uh, um, find who might want my services? And started working with local businesses. Started uh -huh. going, and because... I don't take my own advice. That's what most of us, you know, solo <laughs> entrepreneurs, right? We, we, we go off and we, we know something. We really just need to know. <laughs> yeah. So true. I didn't take my advice and um, I didn't know what, what my audience was or who my audience was. I just yeah. needed the money, right? So, yeah. so um, uh, it wasn't until probably a year and a half ago, closer to two years now, that I understood that my message was resonating with solo entrepreneurs in consultative capacities. So coaches, trainers, um, and consultants, you know, mentors, basically. Uh, and so I started focusing and honing in my message into that. And um, uh, I work very, very closely with a, uh, a Facebook um, uh, app and a, a tool that um, uh, I've been part of the community for a number of years. It's it's a like a landing page that you can place in Facebook called Twenty Two Social, and um, the 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 founder and the CEO of that company um, tapped me and, and a few others uh, back in the fall and said, "I'm putting together a group, a little mastermind. You know, let's be part <coughs> of it. Um, would you like to be part of it?" And um, I jumped at the opportunity. And then he sort of did this little bait and switch and, and told us all that we're all writing books. Ah. <laughs> Okay. And we're all going to going to be working on developing our um, uh, our audiences and developing tribes around our message. And so suddenly it pushed me into a position in a really, really positive way that has helped me further identify what I'm doing. So my book is called The Power of Reach, and it's focusing specifically on teaching coaches and mentors how to reach and help more people using social marketing and other online resources. And, um, and so we're, we're doing, it's just a community right now. I'm writing the book, uh, as we go and I'm doing that in front of the community. I'm interviewing people, um, uh, about, you know, how that simple one, um, social media platform, uh, has helped their, their particular, uh, coaching business grow. Uh -huh. So, I interviewed somebody about Blab and how she's leveraging Blab last week. Uh, this afternoon, I'm, I'm interviewing somebody about how she used um, YouTube videos to grow an audience to thousands of people and how she's leveraging that in, in her coaching business. So if people want to follow on and make sure that when your book is done, they have access to it, where would they go? Is there a place they can go to leave their name and email address or where would they go to keep that? Ah, thepowerofreach.com. You're prepared, I can see. Indeed. So if you, um, so David will have the book done, I'm assuming at some point in the not too distant future. I think it'll be out at the end of March is, is our plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. So hold that up again so that they can see it. The Power of Reach, thepowerofreach.com. If you're interested in David's book when it comes to out um, and you are a person, it sounds like in the service professional industry, then that would certainly be helpful to you. So thank you for that. We have a question, David, but I also want to know, is there a place people can go to look at the training that you offer in Facebook if they're going to dive in and do it themselves? Um, sure. Uh, and, okay. and, and they can, they can learn about all of my training, uh, either at my website, which I don't have written out here, but, um, that's bear on marketing.com. And if, if it's okay, I'll put, I'll put that in the chat there. Yeah, um, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and and yeah, it, I have uh, I have training in it in a lot of different places, and and plenty of free training for people to sort of. Uh, um, get their get their teeth wet and get their teeth wet. I don't think the teeth is what you get wet, is it? <laughs> get their um, get their feet wet, feet wet or get their <laughs> or get their teeth into because there is a lot to learn about. So if you're if you're a do it yourselfer for Facebook and you want to dig into some of some training that can help you make the most of your time because you will be spending a lot of time and of course you've also got to have ad spend. You've got to have money to spend as well. Then bearonmarketing.com. Um, and that's the place that you can check out the training that David has to offer. We have another question, which is, how can I have a good income? I think she means as a CPA by using Facebook ads and making my company more powerful. Um, and let me just take a quick stab at that. And then, David, if you have something to add, certainly feel free to jump in. That is one of those questions that I get sometimes when I'm doing a blab or maybe when I'm doing um, a Q&A session with folks and they're just calling in and asking me questions. The question is almost a little bit too broad for me to hone in and try to answer for you. And here's why. You could use Facebook ads to build your reach. Um, as David was just talking about the power of reach, you could definitely use Facebook ads to build your visibility and credibility and reach as a CPA. But I can't really answer how to make your company more powerful because I'm assuming you mean larger and have more income coming in the door. So it might be that you need to have a conversation about how do you leverage your time? What other income streams could you have related to accounting? You might have um, some kind of book or you might have some kind of courses that people could download and pay for that would teach them how to do their bookkeeping or how to evaluate bookkeeping so that when you, when they come to you as their CPA, things are in order there. That is a huge broad question. That's beyond the scope of what we can answer right now. But the issue, the answer, the quick and dirty answer is if you sit down and really formulate how, what you want the income streams and the focus of your business to be and who you want your target, uh, client to be in your CPA firm, then yes, there should be a way to use Facebook ads to increase your visibility and your reach. Would you agree with that, David, or no? I, I think I think that's all accurate. I've, I've just been, as you've been answering that question, rereading this question, and I think it, it's actually asking something else. Uh, okay. I think, I think it's a, um, a question uh, about um, uh, click per action um, CPA um, and that it's saying okay. making my campaigns more. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, oh, that's campaigns, so, more, campaigns powerful more powerful instead of company. So, Got it. Exactly. Okay. So, so here's, uh, so for people who don't know what a, a click per action is, it's, um, getting, um, a, a CPA campaign is where you are offering people. Um, is that, okay. That's, I think that's the earlier question. Is that right? It is. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, getting people to take an action, like fill out a, um, a form to get, uh, um, I don't know, an insurance uh, quote or something like that. And it's yeah. something that marketers, uh, uh, can do as, as not affiliates, but, um, get paid for, uh, for that, for that, getting someone to take that action. Yeah. Th that's, that's probably not, um, uh, an area that I have a great deal of expertise, as you were saying, Sue, earlier that there's, um, uh, you know, different, different experiences that we all have. The, the challenge is that with something like that, you need to be very, very targeted on that stuff. Yes. You can't really build um, a business around branding there because the likelihood is that you're going after lots of, um, uh, lots of people uh, based on what 
what you're ultimately going to get paid on at, at the back end and, and finding something that's relevant. And um, a lot of the things that um, uh, the CPA uh, advertising world is about, you know, might be um, weight loss or things like that, that Facebook do doesn't let you um, uh, advertise very much of that kind of stuff. It's a little spammy, according to Facebook. Yeah. So you have to find those types of offers that really work well on Facebook um, and that you can get paid well. And then it's really just a, a question of numbers that you're spending uh, less than you're bring, that you're getting paid um, on, on the other end. Uh, and on, on a CPA campaign, I would say if you structure it um, so that you're building a list as well, uh, and you're you're um, focusing in a one specific um, area so that you have a list that is relevant to that um, that audience, their their needs, and then you can go back with additional offers. So you need to find something that's broad enough that you can continue to build on on uh, those CPA campaigns. I would say, um, but I, I think that's I'm probably enough on that on that topic. <laughs> I'm sure glad you read that question and saw well, what she was intending more than mm -hmm. me because when I saw. CPA, all I could think of was a CPA firm because I work with firms like that so much. So I'm glad that you clarified that and gave her a little bit to go on or him, whoever that person is. Okay, we're going to, it sounds like, like we have one new message. Let me look. Oh yes, thank you, David. Okay, good. I'm glad David understood what you were asking instead of me. That's why he's the expert, I guess, rather than me. I didn't even think about click correction. I didn't even think about that at all. Do you have any other kind of final words of wisdom that you want to use before we end up? We're a little bit over our time, and I, but I want to give you the chance to any other last minute tip or thing that you want to remind people of that they can get through you, then yeah. I'm certainly wanting to do that. Well, I, I, I will just remind people of the, the power of reach.com yeah. and the, the, the activities that I'm going through. I tend to be pretty long winded. So sorry to <laughs> have contributed to us going over time here. Um, okay. But any, anyone who is uh, in, in the consultative world, coaching world, everything <coughs> that I'm doing is, is uh, wide open and free for people to join in, follow along, join the Facebook group and ask questions and, and offer me suggestions about the types of things that um, you're wanting to know because it helps inform the type of stuff that I'm going to include in, in what I train. And that's, um, that's also yeah. very, very helpful for me. So I think it would be fascinating if you are someone who is in a coaching consultative field and you have the ability to, in the end, read all the interviews that David is doing and finding out the different ways that people are using to increase their reach, then you're bound to get some ideas from it for yourself. So, and I love that kind of book because that is giving you real life examples. It's not stuff that it's theory. It's stuff that people are actually doing. And then they can share with you whether the result was good for them or not good for them. And because all of business is an experiment, you always have to be willing to put it out there, see if it works and then decide to tweak it. If it doesn't work, rinse and repeat it. If it does work, I feel like we lost Sue. I'm going to. Well, it looks like Sue is coming back in, but um, I think she was talking about the, the importance of uh, um, really going through a process and knowing that you're able to um, uh, to understand um, what's working and what's not and um, uh, fixing things as as you go along. 